Perfect Spice Choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose Diabetic Cuisine Spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging. Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butterbee Rocka. I'm super excited about today. We are talking to film producer, Lapo Enrique Catola. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm very excited to be speaking with you. Likewise. So I like to dive right on in. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm a Nigerian. Uh, guy, both parents Nigerian, and uh, grew up in Chicago, live in Atlanta now, um, and uh, I uh, I uh, I do movies. Um, I produce movies, and um, I try to support the arts in general. So um, I do manage a, a lot of artists that are doing well, um, as well as you know um, trying to create you know platforms for up and coming artists to kind of you know, showcase their creativity. Awesome. Well, we, we on a whole, we on a whole vibe because everything that you just said you do is what I do. So that's hey, really Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> that's hey. really good. <laughs> All right. So before we, we get into your filming and your music side of it, you, you have like a million degrees. A million, and I really do mean that. You attended Morehouse College, Kennesaw State University, Howard University, Walden University. You have a PhD in leadership and organizational change, mm -hmm. two master's degrees in healthcare management and business management, two bachelor's degrees in business management and computer science. As an entrepreneur, why do you think education is so important to still have? I think so. And correction, no, you know, I love Howard, um, but it's Harvard. I'm sorry, Harvard. I uh, you know, but I love my HBCUs. I'm a Morehouse dude as well. Um, to answer your question, I, you know, I think it's it's uh, knowledge. I think you're always a life student, right? So um, you're always learning, especially if you're going from industry to industry. Um, you've got to be open minded to know that you don't know everything. And being a student, a student, and being willing to learn, it's something new, and not being of the mindset that, oh, I've 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 been successful in this area, so I know everything. 
no, that's that's not how it works. So um, being under the um, the practice of always being a student, which is something that, you know, my whole family stressed, my parents stressed, um, you know, I think that it, it serves you well in whatever business you're going to do. Okay. Well, I will say that healthcare, leadership, computer science, business management are all total different, you know, areas, especially the healthcare. I can see the business management mm-hmm. yeah, and the organizational leadership. With, but mm-hmm. those are all totally different, you know, areas. What yeah. made you go from healthcare to computer science? Um. I think, you know, I was in computer science first and I was doing well in computer science and, you know, the industry just started changing. And um, I said to myself, I wanted to reinvent myself. So I said, you know, go back to school. And I went back to school and I got into healthcare and, and, um, you know, I just said, there's, I mean, you got to be of the mindset that there's really nothing you can't do. Decide what you're going to do and just put in the work. And um, that's what that's what I decided to do, even though they weren't connected. Um, just knowing that you can go out there and learn something new was was the whole was the whole thing. So it was exciting. Like, you know, you, you, you learn something new or you got a new boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be. It's exciting at the beginning. And if you keep that energy going, you can kind of get through it. And so I took that that same approach. You like challenging yourself, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good thing. I actually have a degree in computer information systems, but then jumped into uh, marketing and PR and then music. Well, I've been doing music forever, but. Okay. Okay.
mean it's good enough I wish I could read your mind, boy I'm just trying to make you mine, boy When the decide or know that filming was something that you wanted to do? Um, I, I didn't necessarily decide. I kind of fell into it. Um, when I was younger, I was acting. And um, and back in Chicago, you know, I, I, I did a couple of uh, stage plays where, um, you know, where I did very well. And I thought I was going to be the next big, big actor. And my parents kind of, you know, they said, no, you're not doing that. You got to go to college. And so I kind of let, you know, that whole energy of, you know, being in the film industry on the shelf. And then later on, you know, down the line in life, I just, it, it, it presented itself again through, you know, the love of, you know, just the love of, uh, um, of myself and also you know, just wanted to do something different. And also in love, I, you know, I decided to kind of get into this industry and, and do something that I really wanted to do. Okay. Did you decide to go into school or learn, um, learn any, did you go to school or did you go to some type of classes to learn production? I, you know, I did. And, um, what I did was I I learned on the go. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I tried to be a really good student. Um, I surrounded myself with people who know a lot more than me. You know, people who've been doing this a long time, and I asked a lot of questions. And, um, you know, that was my master's class, just hanging around them, asking questions, um, making some mistakes. But, um, you know, just having an open mind to ask those questions and not assuming that I knew everything. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, honestly, that was the best thing that I ever did. Um, you know, because business is business and, you know, there's there's two sides to, you know, the industry. There's the, the creative side where you have the talent, you have the writers, you have the director, and then you have the business side where you have the executive producers, the producers, and they're trying to Put the whole project together make sure it stays on the budget make sure that you got the right people involved and if you really think about it that model works in whatever industry you're in the business model so, mm -hmm. so and that's the kind of seat that i'm sitting in i'm more in the business side of it and so i think if you do good business you, i mean hell you can go into any industry almost any industry and you know apply those same you know, practices and do well. Mm -hmm. So you're also in the music industry, managing different artists and everything. Those are two separate worlds, filming and music. I came from the music world. I've been an international recording artist all my life, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, and then I jumped into the filming industry during COVID mm -hmm. um, wholeheartedly or whatever. So 
with you mixing the two, which one has your heart? Wow, that's, you know, that's a tough question because I'm a love of music. I mean, yeah. music is just, you know, um, it's very special to me. Um, I was a mama's boy and, you know, that was our time. We would always listen to, you know, the songs together. And, you know, that was my time with my mom. So I've always been into music. And, and growing up in Chicago, I was a house head. I was a DJ. You know, while I was in Morehouse, hell, I DJed. Uh, when I was in Kennesaw, I DJed. So, um, you know, I have a special affinity to music. But what's beautiful about, about film is that, you know, you can create something visually, but also you can marry the music in there, right? So, um, so for example, um, one of my current projects is called Waterboys. And it's got, uh, this is a shameless plug, so don't, you know, don't, 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 don't hate me, but, but with Waterboys, it's about the story of, you know, the kids running up to your, you know, your car trying to sell you water. Mm -hmm. And um, in Atlanta, it's, it's a thing, you know, in a lot of the major cities, it's a thing. And you've got these young kids trying to be entrepreneurs and they're, they're, they're selling, they're hustling, they're selling water. Some do it bad. So some of them got a bad rap, but some of them are doing it good. And in this movie, I've got like Quavo in it. I've got Lala. I've got um, uh, Dorsey in it, uh, Rockman. I've got a bunch of really good people. Mm -hmm. And shout out to the uh, director and writer, uh, Coke Daniels. Um, but the film is supported by quality control. And quality control is the biggest thing in music, right? They, they locking down everybody. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, with their, you know, with their partnership, it was easy to kind of create a film and also insert really good music that that really reflects Atlanta, reflects, you know, the kids and what they're doing in their entrepreneurship. So if you really look, to answer your question the long way, if you really look, uh, there are opportunities to marry music with film. And and vice versa. And um, if you get the right project, it's it's a it's it's a beautiful marriage. I will say that I definitely took that opportunity with my own film mm -hmm. um, that I featured in. Not only did I perform in the film, but of course I got my music all up in it. That's, <laughs> hey, that's how you do it. And you know, you, you're not supposed to wait. You're supposed to create your own thing. And if you have good, if you got a good vision um, on anything and you have other parts to it, don't be afraid to say, oh, I can do this too. Because people, you know, I shouldn't say people, but sometimes we get convinced that we can only do one good thing. Yeah. No, we can do several good things and we can bring them all together. So I like the fact that you did that. You know, you got to showcase your music, especially if you have a platform of putting together a feature film and um, let the world know what you can do. I don't need sympathy I don't need for you to be here today and fade away here tomorrow leave my heart in sorrow I love you I love you I love you I love you oh, 
come take a walk, come and build with me here. Pick a spot, now sit and watch how the hood's with me. We put in work, conversation at a minimum. I'm straightforward, no loose ends, remember who? Stick to the script, blueprint of an architect. Strictly about business, that other sh- step off with that. I'm cold hearted when it comes to my cash flow. I switch lanes and you ain't got good brain, that's my last. Terrible, ain't it? Fourth quarter flow so faded. I brush them off like I just finished painting. But young, the straight villains, they don't know how to chill. But can you tell the hungry who gotta search for his meals and that precious? We don't know about Keep the sawed off in the couch That's the thing I learned in the South New Jersey birthed me Atlanta adopted me Internationally known So ain't nobody stopping me Treated like Monopoly And trap house your property Bootleg your backyard And have the hood work for me mm, Yeah Bosses do what bosses do Feel me? Yeah, I never really cared for the bully type You crossed me wrong, I show you with that bullet like Too many haters, too many envy, too many skill Too many fake, too many n- thinking they real See y'all chill, you gotta watch who you deal with Cause anybody and everybody ain't who to chill with See Marvin Gaye used to tell us how to sex a woman Never did he elaborate on how to respect a woman I take it serious, point blank period Yeah, I laugh and joke, but truthfully I ain't feeling it You lightweight fam, you don't understand my plan I'm trying to brand my new shit in Japan You thinking locally, see everything I write is like poetry Can't compare you to me at all, I'm poetry Streets may tell you what you want, but I ain't hearing it Everything that you learned, I learned off experience Divine showed me how to hustle, no fear for it Major move, making clear that you can see I'm living it Uh it safe to say that in your film water boys you had some of your artists uh yes so um shout out to my artist uh um cyrus the shield um he's gonna create uh, a song for uh the film cyrus is currently uh doing spot openings for um music soul child right now um throughout uh, the u.s and he's a grammy nominated um artists and um his, his in fact he's got a new project out right now so um having those opportunities to kind of showcase some of the artists that i work with is is very exciting um so yeah so we were able to influence um you know some of the soundtrack but like i said quality control they've got their own vision for it um but we were able to get a couple of slots for my for my um for my artists that's cool that's cool yeah all right, do I want to talk music? Do I want to talk film? Ha, huh, I think I'm going to do both. All right, so we're going to start back with music. With, when you are working with your artists, how do you determine who you want to work with because you do management? Yeah, so that's, you know, that's kind of tough because, you know, it's not always the best singers that make it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm it is so true. It's not always the best singers that make it. 
it, it, it has a little bit to do with, you know, your faith and your belief. Mm -hmm. um, if you believe in yourself, it has a lot to do with um, timing and it has a lot to do with the village that you surround yourself with. And um, you, you got to take all of those in consideration. You can't just be a good singer and not promote yourself or not believe in yourself. And all of those things factor in. So when I decide, or, you know, on who I'm going to work with, I look at one is the person a good person because I don't want to deal with mess. I got to have somebody who has a good heart, not somebody who thinks that they can't learn or listen or grow. If they already think that they're there, then I'm not the guy. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is open-minded, you know, to try different things. Because if you knew everything, you wouldn't be here, right? Mm -hmm. you, you'd be pushing. So um, I like people who have an open mind and who have a good heart. And then obviously, um, I look at it like visual art, right? Or just like a song. I listen to the music and you like what you like. If I listen to it and I like it, then I'm like, okay, I can go in. If I listen to it and I don't like the style and the music, I don't care what people are saying, it's not for me because I'm going to be fake. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's saying the song is hot, but I can't hear it, then I don't, I don't jump on board. Okay. So having a manager being an artist, that's like a marriage, right? You know, y'all both for trusting each other to really hone into what we call ourselves, which is our babies, our music, right? How do you handle conflict with your artist if you are feeling one vibe and they're feeling another? And, you know, that's a really good question, because if we're being truthful, there has to be a healthy, healthy friction between the business side and the creative side in in anything meaning my artist can say hey i want to do this song and i think this is what it is and let's do this and let's shoot this video and then and that's the creative side right and then from the business side i might say hey listen the timing is wrong you've got this out you, you need to consider this so there should be healthy friction healthy conversation if one side is always acquiescing to the to the other you're, you're not going to get anywhere you, you got to be able to have those tough conversations in the room and um, decide what direction you're going to go in. The biggest thing is when you have those differences, um, it goes back to what you said earlier, the trust. You got to trust each other. So at you know, some point in time, you identify what direction. And if, you know, if we're going to go lean towards more of the creative direction in a particular decision, then I've got to trust my artist to say, okay, at least I told you the exposure. You want to do it this way. Let's grind. Or, you know, vice versa. If I say, hey, from a business perspective, you're going to do it this way. And he has to understand why we're doing it. And, you know, trust me that I have his best interest. And um, I, I will warn any artists out there. If your manager is all about the money, then, then you're going to have more arguments than you know. But if you have a manager or a team that is more about you personally than the money, the money will come. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. if it's a money grab, that's not going to be a long relationship. But I've seen it so many times in this industry and I'm not hating on anybody. You know, everybody's got their own style. I'm just telling you what I what I like to do and what I'm used to.
This your girl, Butter B. Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Listen, this is one of my singles. Make sure you check out the music video. This is Strange Love featuring Homer Mack. There are several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks Podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbiraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. 
Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbee Rocker, and subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. If you got something to say, yeah, just say it, babe. You can get out of your way, yeah. So let me make it, babe. You say I'm hard to read, yeah. It's okay, I can take the lead. So don't you, don't you run from it. You don't want to run on me. And time and time again, you tried to come back. Getting closer than last night, I had to slow you down. You trying to get it back, but this ain't that. We say it's all good, but it's all bad. Switched up, happened way too fast You about to lose it, stop playing with it Switch positions, you can't handle it And time and time again, you tried to come back Getting closer than last night, I had to slow you down You trying to get it back, but this ain't that We say it's all good, but it's all bad to the film side i'm going to assume it's probably the same but when you're a producer so you get film writers and directors that come to you saying hey i have a project Mm -hmm. you have to determine if you're filling that project yep okay and then once you determine that you're filling the project tell me the process of how y'all worked out well you know i've got i've got to have you know the right people around me, like I said. Um, I've got a business partner, her name is Jennifer Pasima, um, and she's a good barometer to kind of keep me level-headed. Um, and, you know, it's it's similar, but it's different because for the movie, I look at who's in it, 
right? What's the talent doing? Because my job is to make sure that one, we can sell the movie mm -hmm. um, and the movie makes money, right? You don't want a expensive home video that you're only showing to people that come to the house. You want, it, you want the world to see it. So you've got to, You've got to understand the mandates from the networks because then each year the, the networks will tell you what they're looking for. Mm. So guess they'll tell you, hey, we're into horror films or we want this or we want that. Whatever that mandate is, is you, you try to understand it. Uh, then you read the script. Uh, you see if it falls in one of those categories. Um, then you find out the, you know, you, you understand the talent and and if, if people are in the film industry and they're honest with themselves, they'll know that each talent really has a dollar amount associated with them. Meaning, if I go to a studio and I say I have Denzel Washington associated with the project, they're gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna give you X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. But if I have this new unknown actress on the project, they're gonna be like, okay, I may or may not. So there's a, there's 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 a number associated with the talent and you have to understand you know that process and once from a business perspective you you know you consider all those things and then at that point you determine whether or not it's for you um and again the last thing is doing business with the right kind of people people who have good hearts if it's um if it's a money grab or it's people who don't really care about you know, everybody on the project, meaning everybody from PAs all the way to the director, then they're probably not for me because I want to make sure that whoever's on my project is getting paid, paid mm -hmm. on time. It's a good experience. Um, you know, we treating them right. And um, I think that's how you play the long game. As a producer, a producer doesn't technically have to be on set. Are you a producer that's hands-on and, and like to come to sets? Yeah, I'm on set all the time. I'm, I'm on I'm on set all the time, um, and you know, and making sure that the money's flowing right, mm -hmm. that um, you know, there's a good vibe and a good uh, experience on set, that um, you know, uh, the artists are you know getting what they need to, and we're you know moving the way we need to for the project, you know, because it's always you know, the three things that you got to look at, content, time, and money. So, mm -hmm. you know, you got to make sure the content, they're telling the story the right way, that we're shooting on schedule, and that we're not spending, we're not going over budget. Mm -hmm, definitely. How do you handle conflict on set? Because again, the producer doesn't technically come, doesn't have to be on set. The director is typically the person that is in charge on a set. If you see a conflict as the producer, who do you talk to and how do you handle it? Well, it's it's good to understand the hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. The hierarchy really is the executive producer. Right. Then you've got the, you know, someone argued the director, producer, and so on and so on. So when the, the executive producer walks on, that's who's really making the, 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 the changes that were given direction, you know, from an artistic standpoint is the director, mm -hmm. but from an overall project, it has to be the executive producer. Okay. So, um, resolving conflict is, you know, talking to the right department head or the right people 
on the project. And if there's something that's that's off, I'm going to pull the, the producer and the director into a room and we're going to have that conversation to say, okay, what's going on? How can we fix it? And move on from there. But uh, make no mistake about it. Everything lies on the executive producer because, absolutely, you know, that, hey, if, if we're not, if we're not doing what we need to do, the project is not going anywhere. Right. So all your projects, you go, you are the executive producer. I'm the executive producer. Some I produce. So for the most part, executive producer or producer. Yeah. Okay. We're taking another pause for the cause. This your girl, Butter B. Rock, the Transparency Talks Podcast. This is Law for Players with La La La.
what has been your challenge going into going into the filming industry? Uh, the biggest challenge going into the film industry is understanding that how the film industry does business. Mm. It's it's a little different from working in corporate. So, well, it's a lot different from working in corporate America. Corporate America, there's a structure. There's someone really to to be accountable to, right? So if you're in corporate America and you don't do what you need to do, somebody's calling HR, you've got, you know, you know, some people, there's 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 paperwork and meetings and stuff like that. In the film industry is a little different because everybody is almost like an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. Right. So the the talent is an independent contractor, even though they have their lawyers and their, you know, their um their managers, if they don't want to do something, they don't have to do it. Uh, and the same with, you know, the crew or this or that. If you're dealing with the writer, it's typically not a corporation. You're dealing with someone directly. So that has been very difficult because when you're dealing with someone who's independent like that, you have to consider emotion. Hmm. And there's no one to check that. And that's why the film industry is very, very unique and different in my eyes, because they can say, well, I don't want to do it. And there's no one, there's no HR meeting. There's no, you know, and, and now you're dealing with ego and, and someone saying, cause they're mad. They want to take their basketball ball and they don't want to play anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, you've got to be ready for that because that's what this industry is a bunch of small corporations coming together to make a project and a corporation can walk away at any time because I mean because they want to mm -hmm. that's been the biggest challenge okay so between going on set in in meetings or rehearsals going to shows or you in the studio how do you balance your personal life from all of this business um well I try to balance it I try to balance it and um you know I, I try to stay focused you know i also own some restaurants in atlanta so shameless plug again uh blue lagoon bar and bistro in buckhead and uh, havana lounge in sandy springs um and i spent a lot of my time um in between those two locations i'm very proud of uh the establishments that i created uh, for Blue Lagoon, I opened that with um, two of our partners, Tony and Joe. I got to give them a shout out. And then um, the Havana Lounge, I'm a co-owner uh, with my brother, Ade. Um, and I think we've created something special there at Sandy Springs. So um, a lot of my 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 time is, is taken up with that. I want to say I just went to the Havana Lounge. Mm -hmm. It's a nice spot. Very yeah. sexy. Very sexy. Yeah. I want to say like, like last week. Did you have a good time? Huh? Did you have a good time? I did. I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> All right. So what upcoming projects do you have coming up? Um, so, uh, we mentioned water boys. Um, I've got, uh, uh, today actually is the release of skiing Queens. Um, which is a heist movie about an all-black cast uh, that uh, that is all-female cast rather, and and they're it's it's in the vein of set it off. So okay. we haven't had something like that in a minute. So um, 
I think people are really going to enjoy that. So if you go to schemequeens.com, we're doing a virtual theatrical release. And, um, and then uh, after that, BET is bought it. So next year, you're going to see it on BET. Uh, this year, also this month, um, we are doing uh, the release of The Sounds of Christmas, which uh, shows Neo and Drea and Tanaya. Uh, it's a really good Christmas movie. Uh, BET has also purchased that and it's going to kick off their uh, holiday Christmas movies. Um, I've got uh, this movie called uh, John Gabbana. I am John Gabbana, which is really a heartwarming documentary. Um, right now, we're looking for a home for it, uh, but it's really, really good. We had a uh, premiere back in August, and there wasn't, when I tell you there wasn't a dry eye in the, in, in, in the movie theater, you know, it was just really a good, a good project. Um, and, you know, I've got a few others that's uh, coming out. Currently, I'm, I'm shooting a, um, about to shoot a, uh, a project uh it's a horror film and we're shooting that we're doing we're in pre-production right now but we're shooting that in january i'm really excited about that oh cool so it sounds like you do a lot of genres of filming which yeah. Is cool. yeah it's just like music man there's no i don't good music is good music hell yeah. if there's a good country song i'm gonna say i like it i'm not afraid to do that yeah and, uh films are the same way They're, you know, I go across genres. If it's good, you know, it's good. I agree. I yeah. used to tour over in Addis Ababa, and um, when yeah. I came back, I came back with my first album. It was more worldly than people, you know, thought it should be because I'm from Atlanta, and you think it's my music supposed to be one way, but you know, I had to switch it up because that's I feel music just in general. So I feel it. Yeah. We taking another pause for the calls. This is Xavier Lewis with Georgia Clay. Just to keep up, try to stay alive. Promise my lady we gon' be alright. She be crying while she praying for a better life. Hustling on the side for a bag of rice. Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price. Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia Clay. Gotta stay searching for a better day. Gotta keep my faith to make a way. Gotta get extended so the gas can pay. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. From the New York coast to the Florida shine. Up to the Maryland, D.C. line. Back down south, Red Peach Prime. Sweet Georgia's where I reside. Tell me why do I have to cry out? Tell me why should I even pray? Tell me why should I worry about it? Tell me why should I lose my head? Tell me why do I have to cry? Tell me why should I even pray? Tell me why would I think about trying to die when I can just take it to the Lord in prayer? Sweet Georgia, 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 From the burdens laid, up the roots from the states I made. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Tell me why do I have to 
My indie artists. We are looking for that fire. So if you got that heat and want international exposure for your next single, contact our team for submissions details. Exposure in Italy, London, Japan, South Africa, Nigeria, and Canada. inquiries only on Instagram and Facebook at Transparency Talks Podcast. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned BET on two of your, I think two of your projects that you just sold to. Yep. Do you prefer selling your projects or do you prefer leasing the projects? I really advocate for filmmakers to license their projects mm-hmm. and um, maintain ownership. Um because that's really where the game is. Right. Um, and when I say, you know, they purchase it, I mean that they leased it and they leased it for a certain amount of time. Okay. So uh, thank you for that clarification because I think that you, you do have to have ownership. Um, and a lot of these platforms, they'll do a deal for, um, you know, 10 years, 15 years or something like that. But the beautiful thing is that time goes by so fast. I mean, you look at shows like Friday or The Best Man. The Best Man has been, what, 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, even if they had a, you know, I, I don't know 
you know, the, the details, but for this example, let's just say, you know, you gave away 15 years, you still had 15 more years of, you know, reselling it and, and continuing to make money. And um, we have to be in that mindset of perpetuity, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, getting our, our, our points or our, our checks in perpetuity is always important and you can only do that if you own it. Yeah, I am, as I had told you before we started, I, I just did my first feature film. It's a rom-com and um, I have a connect with Netflix that's definitely interested in it. But then yeah. I'm hearing other people say, no, I need to go to these companies to do the subscriptions and everything and just lease it because I have more control over it. So trying to determine that because with Netflix, they would want to hold on to it for at least five or six years and then I, I wouldn't be able to do anything else with it. Whereas if I go to some of these places that host subscriptions, I'll be able to bounce it around to multiple locations mm-hmm. and everything. So as a first time filmmaker, what do you recommend? Do you go to do you go to a company that will hold it for six years and just and that be it? Or do you lease it to multiple places and have a little bit more range? I, I would say I would say one, it depends on the deal. Because some people will write, you know, some platforms will write a big check and say, hey, I want to keep it for 10 years. And you do the math, you're like, okay, it's worth it. I get it back in 10 years. You know, like I just mentioned, 10 years goes by like this when it comes to film. But as relates to the cell model, to me, the cell model means anything is possible. Mm. So you can marry um, doing a, a exclusive and a non-exclusive deal. So for example, you can do an exclusive deal. I'm just making this up. So let's say you do um, a platform that says for the first six months, I want it exclusive. I want the, I want the premiere and then I want to keep it for six months, but I still have it. I'm still licensing it for let's say 10 years, but for the first six months, I want it exclusive. Mm. that's a good deal because now after six months you could take that same project and you can now give it to everybody else so you're making money on both sides of the table so i would suggest that you look at all the options and if like let's say netflix netflix they're one of the ones that really like to be exclusive but if you can negotiate a an exclusive deal for a portion of the time and then go back and do non-exclusive then yeah you win it okay well final question how can people meet you or you know get in contact with you yeah um stop by any of my spots i'm always at my restaurants remember blue lagoon bar and bistro uh, in buckhead or Havana lounge in sandy springs but uh, my handle is official delapo e on all the all the uh, social media platforms Official D O L A P O E. Official Dolapo. And I'm new to Instagram, you know, so um, be nice. I'm new to it, so I'm just learning. I'm learning. Okay. Well, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks Podcast. And with that, everybody, we are out of here. I would like to thank you guys for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. You can find me each and every week. Make sure that you guys continue to follow me on all social media platforms at Transparency Talks Podcast and at Butterby Rocker. This is one of my singles, Play by the Rules. If she knew.